You're listening to the Just Go Bike Podcast. This is the first episode. We are going to be introducing the Just Go Bike team. I'm your host, TJ Jeskowitz from Ragbri. And I'm Mark Wyatt from the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. Well, welcome to the first episode. This is kind of like the prologue, isn't it? <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. This is the kickoff. Um here's the first question. What are we doing with the podcast? We're, we're two guys that you run an event. I run a bike advocacy group. What is this? Well, I guess it's just an opportunity to really talk about some of the great things that are happening that we're in contact with. I mean, we're going to talk about events. We're going to talk about, oh, you know, everything on the bike that is fun. I think this is what makes us different because there's a lot of bicycling podcasts out there that talk about racing and and grams and and watts and things like that and and that's not what we're doing, right? Well, the only thing that we're going to talk about in weight development is um how many ounces you're going to get when you pull into the coming tap? <laughs> is it 20 ounce beers that night or is it 16 ounce? We could talk about that kind of right. weight ratio. Right, right, right. And uh you know, st- there's no Strava measurements here, right? No, no Strava. I mean, we're not looking for king of the mountain. I mean, maybe the first one that gets to the bar on the right or to the bar on the left might, might you know, get that, that first beer of the night. But <laughs> what we're talking about, you know, if we make a reference to yellow, it's more of, you know, who cried when old yellow died? <laughs> not anything about a yellow jersey, okay? We're not talking about racing. I don't know what Strava is. I think it's kind of an Italian cake or something like that. Right. It's post-dessert. Like gelato, yeah. But we're, we're more interested in pie right. and some kind of fancy, appet- you know, no bistros here. We want, we want some deep fried food when you get off the bike and maybe a piece of pie that'll, that'll go down with, with a good, maybe a cold beer, maybe a, maybe a milkshake. Who knows? <laughs> I've always said that stopping's just as much fun as going when you're on a bike, too. I mean, that's, there's a lot to see out there. Well, you know, life's too short, and uh, if we have a 30-mile bike ride on Ragbri, it should take you 12 hours to complete that 30-mile ride. <laughs> we know several people that take 12 hours to do yeah. that. And, you know, someone's going to look at their Strava time, if you will, and say, oh, my gosh, I should have completed that in one hour and 15 minutes. And they look down, and they left at 6 o'clock in the morning, and at 6 o'clock at night when they pulled in, that's a heck of a day, if I, I would say so myself. So, TJ, what's your 30-second story? How would you get into this? Where, where do you come from? I actually, I'm not an Iowan. I've Uh-oh. been fooling people for a while. I think <laughs> I've, I, people say, so you're an Iowan. And uh, I think that's kind of a badge of honor. So I'm, I'm here by choice. I, mm-hmm. I grew up, I was actually born in Jersey. My parents escaped down to Florida when I, was, when I was very young, probably about kindergarten, and grew up down in Florida where it's probably nice and warm this time of year compared to what it is in Iowa. And along the way, I actually rode Ragbri in 2002 um, when I was working with Bike Florida down there. And a guy named Jim Green, who used to be the Ragbri director, talked to me and said, hey, what do you think about coming in running Ragbri? And I just thought, wow, you know, this, this is the most incredible thing in the world. But I had to convince my wife, <laughs> who's living in Florida, Hey, let's let's go take that that job. So I came home one day and said, "Hey, I got a job offer." She's like, "Hey, where's it at?" I said, "Iowa." <laughs> crickets. And, 
crickets, crickets. exactly. So, did, did you bring her for the tour up here in in like February or July, or did you? Thankfully, do it in the spring no. Or spring it was or fall? late late spring. Good that idea. We came up, took a little tour. Um, you know, the thing that I discovered on Rag Brian, just like anyone else that's been on the ride, it's it's almost like leave it to beaverish. You're like, there's no way people are this nice. They come out with pie, and they come out and and and. People are just so nice. Hey, where are you from? Uh, open up their hearts and their homes. And that was actually what living in Iowa was really about. After we moved here, there's people that came down the street and gave us pies. I thought just because I'm the rag bride director, that's what, you know, people bring you bring you pie. But as other people move into the neighborhood, we actually saw that. So I, I, I was like, after a while, I've been here 14 years um, on days that are negative 15, I'm, I'm a little bit like, what the hell am I doing here? But um, most of the days, it's like, what a great place to live. And and that carries over. It's not just that week of rag bride. People are really, that Iowa nice mentality, I think someone coined that phrase somewhere along the way. It applies to not just the week of rag bride. The entire state is, is really some great people. Right. How about you, Mark? I, uh, I'm a native Iowan. I grew up in Hudson, just south of Waterloo. My folks still live there. My uh, sister's on the city council. She comes up. Uh, Isn't and, she the mayor? Yeah, yeah, something like that. She's on, she's on the council, and, and uh, yeah, it's, it's still home there. Um, you know, I don't know a lot of people left in, in the community. I went to college in Iowa City and, and uh, met, my, met my wife there. We stayed. Um, and... Uh, I worked as a paramedic for 25 years now. Um, I'm still part-time and, and do that just kind of hobby-like, but uh, uh, and, and it's great. But that's where my bicycling started again. You know, you come to college, you bicycle a little bit, and, and, then, uh, and then it falls away. We moved out to the suburbs. But I had a friend that started biking to work, and I'm like, that's pretty cool. And at the same time, they're building a brand-new trail that was three blocks from my house, that almost went straight to work, about eight miles. And that's where it started, you know, because you just start doing the little stuff and then you build and build and build. So you start shortening your route, you get a nicer bike, you get some some bags, you, you start to do all those things. So it was a really kind of great experience. And then, of course, you know, I came out and did Ragbri for a day, and that's when the hook really set, you know, because now I know there's all these people. As far as you can see ahead of you, as far as you can see behind you, you know, I'd seen it before, but not from the road. It's just a different perspective, and it's so hard to describe. It's like describing the ocean if you've never seen it. Along the way, um, you know, I'd, I'd fallen in love with bicycling, and, and there was a Senate file that was that was put in the legislature to ban bicycles from primary highways. Yeah. And we said, oh, that's, that's kind of a bad idea. That's a, that's a bad precedent. And uh, so we fought against it very loosely and unorganized and, and – uh, I had a lot of free time because I only worked two days a week as a paramedic and started this organization called the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. And lo and behold, you know, a decade later, this is where we're at. And I have a staff of four and um, we have a lobbyist and we do a bunch of things, uh, events and and, uh, and education things and, and work in the legislature now. And, and so that's kind of been my journey to get us to this point here. And, and now we've we've got a podcast as a platform to talk about this thing. Very cool. Yeah. Well, we've been kind of tabbed, basically, the Iowa Bike Mafia by our peers throughout the country. And we liken them not to, like, the Sicilian Mafia, none against those, but we're, 
we're more like the Memphis Mafia, the way we look at it. We're big Elvis fans, so we, we, we <laughs> hearkened back to the Memphis Mafia over the Sicilian Mafia. So so occasionally you might hear a Mafia reference, and that would be right. our our moniker out there at, at different national events, et cetera. They kind of tab us that. So, so Hudson, Iowa, i got to tell a quick Hudson Uh-oh. story. Um, the former mayor of <laughs> Hudson right. asked me to come and talk to a, a group, and I had told the pass-through town, hey, when you want to set up a bike rack, you basically take two tractors and put a cable between them. You stretch them for a couple hundred yards, and that's a bike rack. And no lie, the mayor at the time said, in Hudson, Iowa, just outside of Waterloo, home of John Deere. <laughs> hey, where do we get the tractors from? <laughs> I'm like, I scratched my head and I was like, uh, I think you can figure that one out. So, so Come, that's the kind of stuff that we get to deal with on a regular right, basis. Right, big implement dealer outside of town. Just, just go look for yeah. it. Every town's got yeah. one. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so along the way, we're gonna we're gonna bring in some other folks. It's not just gonna be Mark and I talking um, today. We've got a, a larger roundtable. We're gonna introduce some of the other people that you're going to hear from quite frequently along the way. And the, the first one up, I guess, probably, why don't we bring Kyle into the into the mix? Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, Kyle. Oh, well, this is wonderful to be here for the first podcast episode. Um, I feel right at home. Episode zero. It's kind of like if we were Star Wars, it would be episode four, but we're, we're not, <laughs> so we're going to call it episode zero. We've been going rogue for years. Right, so, yeah. right. So give, give us a little, uh, what's your bike cred there, Kyle? Well, you know, um, I was thinking about that, and I know that riding on gravel is all, you know, fashionable these days, and it's cutting edge, but I grew up, I first learned to ride on gravel. I'm a native Iowan, fifth generation Iowan, and my first experience on the bike was like a banana seat bicycle. My, you know, uncle helped me to, you know, I learned to ride it with his help, and I was <laughs> driving, I was pedaling down the gravel roads on this single-speed balloon tire bike where, you know, the brakes are just, you know, you reverse the pedals, and I was having fun wiping out on purpose and that kind of a thing. So that's where I started as a bicyclist. And then, of course, I've been on this crazy cross-state ride that we call RAGBRAI, the Register's Annual Great Bicycle Ride Across Iowa, and um, just try to I bike in Minnesota, bike wherever I can. So that's my cred. But I definitely subscribe to the whole philosophy that we have here that, you know, life is not a race. It's kind of a wonderful, wacky ride. And so that's definitely my philosophy, too. Well, we're going to take that kind of mentality as we go down the road. And we'll see where it goes. You know, we come to a fork in the road, we're going to take it. And uh, we'll see where this this wacky adventure takes us. So let's meet a few other people. Um, We've got Andrea Parrott who works with us with Ragbride, and she's got more bike cred than I can ever dream. I've got one Ragbride under my belt, and she blows us away. Now, so I've known Andrea for longer than probably anybody else here because when you were young, when you first started doing Ragbride. Hi, guys. Yeah, I did my first Ragbride when I was 12. Yeah, we, we rode on the same charter with Bicyclists of Iowa City, so... Andrea and the family, it was a big family reunion you had out there, right? Yeah, mom, dad, uh, aunts and uncles, bunch of cousins, my two brothers. Uh, but you could actually say my ragbride journey started uh, a long time ago in a cornfield far, far away. Uh, my parents actually <laughs> met on ragbride, so Ooh. I've been involved for a long time. Ragbride love. Yeah. Yeah? Uh, so, yeah, and I did my first four ragbrides on a mountain bike, so I feel for Kyle on his uh, banana seat bike on the gravel. <laughs> oh. it's, a, it's a lot tougher on a mountain bike, but... Now, can we bring up the blue hair? Um, yeah, because uh, sure. Andrea and the family was rocking festival hair before it was cool. Well, sure. Well, it 
came from the fact that we couldn't find each other in a swarm of thousands of people on Ragbri. So, you know, you got to find a way to kind of pick each other out in the crowd. So we started dyeing our hair blue before Ragbri, and it was kind of a fun way to join the festival atmosphere of the ride and find each other. Yeah, the the entire family. So it, yep. it really didn't matter which, who was there. They, everybody did it. So it was you didn't fun. label yourselves thing one, thing two, or anything like that. Or? <laughs> no. Well, we are parrots, so you know, <laughs> it's natural. You're probably the only one at this table who exists because of bikes. You know, if your parents met on a bicycle ride, um, and none of us can probably say that except you. Yeah. So well, it's deep. That, that's cred. <laughs> well, if we went like Springer or something like that, we can do you know bicycle love childs of. <laughs> But you don't qualify as that, correct? No, okay. No. All right. But Didn't they write an article long ago, back before we were around, about things, shenanigans happening on Ragbrite? Love children of the something crazy bicycle ride. Yeah. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll or something like that. So so we'll have to visit that on, on maybe Podcast 15 or something along that line. Oh, Valentine's the love, Day. Love children of Ragbrite. So. <laughs> and, and the fifth person at the table, kind of the Fab Five here, if you will, we are going to introduce Brian Powers. Brian is an award-winning photographer, I'm going to say, because I'm sure he's got some award in, in his back pocket. Um, also a, a, an excellent cyclist and got to meet Brian a lot this last year. And Brian, tell us a little bit about your bike cred and what's your story? Hey, guys. Um, so I am not an Iowan. I hail from the suburbs of Chicago. My first memories on a bike uh, involves stopping more than they involve actually moving because it was a single-speed Huffy with um, pegs coming out the sides, and I would just pedal up and down my driveway as fast as I could, stop, and skid. Oh, yeah. And if I could turn on the skid, mm -hmm. bonus points. Um, this, is, this is before X Games, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, my... Uh, after that, got a car, stopped riding, and then uh, my wife moved to the city and actually started riding before I did. And um, she's the one who got me into riding and then moving here. This little thing called Ragbri popped up, and they're like, hey, you ride a bike. Would you like to go photograph this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that's what, that's what has led me here so far. I, I get riding the bike, but man, carrying all that camera equipment and things like that you could do. And, and Brian's known for getting that shot. So we've ridden with him before and he will, he will scoot ahead as fast as he can and then be kind of hidden in the ditch and, and, and just peeking out and get that perfect shot as you go by. So oddly still known for stopping. So. Right, right. <laughs> Fitting, <laughs> I guess. Same thing. Same I thing. think we labeled him dismount because he was just the, Quickly ride ahead, jump off, dismount, if you will, and amazing photographer. So we all have di we all bring different things to this table, and I think we're the neat thing about this is we're going to bring some different perspectives. I mean, obviously, you know, Brian Powers is from a suburb of, of Iowa, Chicago, and um, or I think we say it the other way. I think Iowa is a suburb of Chicago. There's probably a shirt out there <laughs> or something like that. So. Um, you know, or people that really grew up on, on Rag Rally Lake Andrea. And I've, I've been involved for the last 14 years, but I came from a, a, a different perspective down in Florida where, where you're riding along and you've got, you know, beach on one side and you've got massive hotels on the other. So uh, the, the cycling culture here in Iowa is it's just undescribable. I, I often say that we, we are the mecca of cycling because if, if people could realize how cool it is to cycle here, I mean, we are the sandal generation. We are the people that are, are riding and really don't care how fast they're going. 
the important things that you come back to is not not you know what kind of bike is that is you know the question that you might get asked is well, what's your favorite piece of pie and I'm going to start off right now. If you come to me and say it's apple, I'm going to smack you. All right, because <laughs> who wants? I mean, I think my my buddy Dan McKay says anything like that is just a terrible waste of crust. A waste of crust, yeah. And so uh, I'm I'm going to say I prefer a nice little blueberry piece of pie myself because it really you know you're eating blueberry pie when you eat blueberry pie because your teeth are purple for about the next old day, and that is the way to make pie and. Mm -hmm. If you're not up early in the morning, you're not getting any blueberry pie. You're you're stuck with apple, and maybe that's why they like apple pie. But I like a nice crisp piece of blueberry pie. How about you, Mark? I'm uh, I'm the strawberry pie. You know that kind with kind Ooh. of the gelatin inside of it. Now, you can't find that too often on rag bread because they can't have that out on the corner. That's not going to hold up very well. It's going to be well, it's going to be liquid pie at that point. So Ooh, yeah, good. you don't want that. Not good. You don't want that. Well, actually, my favorite piece of pie is blueberry, but just to be different, I'm going to go with my B choice, which is peach pie. Ooh, I just love ooh. that fruit pie. It is so tasty. Ooh, Get yeah. that vitamin C. feel like you're doing something nutritious. What you, Kyle? Uh, I would have to go with a key lime pie. Ooh. You know, which oh, you know, maybe oh, my yeah. answer would be different on a, in a, you know, depending on the day, but key lime can be really difficult to get right i think but when it you do it's just uh heavenly well i grew i grew up in florida i <laughs> i'm pretty much a key lime pie connoisseur and just like i'm not eating pork chops in florida i'm not eating key lime pie in iowa okay so <laughs> so i mean it's probably green in iowa i mean key lime pie it, is I not green eaten. and so i know you're a pie aficionado didn't you ride with team pie or pie I've, doctor or? I, I know pie doctor the pie yeah, you know, the, the high holy pie priest of bike rides so he's from indiana actually but oh yeah but he's he's a good guy okay so, <laughs> no. and weren't you part of the team that took down no pie refused Oh, that's right. And we also, I was part of the team that, yeah, we defeated the, the National Public Radio uh, team at a pie-eating contest. Ooh. Rank, rank amateurs. I know. So, <laughs> and we actually, in one year, my, my Ragbri team, we traveled in a pie RV. So, anyway, so I, I guess I do pie, Wait, wait, pie life. RV? Is that kind of, I'm thinking, like, more of, like, Dumb and Dumber, like the shag, <laughs> shag dog? Is that what we're looking at? We're getting, no. Well, close. Uh, so, um, there was a, uh, the pie lady of Iowa. She used to live in the American Gothic house. Uh, down in southeast Iowa, and she became famous for making pies, and she took this RV all across the country on her pie book tour. Mm. And so we used that for Ragbrine. So it was like this RV emblazoned with, you know, the Pie Lady logo across the side. And so, awesome. Yeah. And she delivered fresh pie to us in Marshalltown. Mm. So, But, you know, to your point, one thing I wanted to say is I think you're totally on point this podcast, and I think it will we'll prove this week after week going forward but you know if we were doing like a political round table we'd be in dc but because we're doing a bicycling round table it totally makes sense to be here in iowa right. i think we're, we're the heart and soul of this biking culture that things like ragbri have been creating for like decades mm -hmm. and so I, th I think people i, I think they'll feel us mm -hmm. brian you got some pie uh yeah i spent a few years in kentucky uh so i'm gonna go with pecan pie Ooh. Ooh. is it pecan or pecan uh, I, I'll say pecan. Okay, because when you cross that Mason-Dixon line, it changes. It does. You know, I think I think Kyle just wrote a story about you know vernaculars oh, and oh, stuff yeah. like right, that. Right. And yeah, I was out washing my clothes and having some <laughs> pecan pie. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
But I noticed that that after you have pecan pie, you you might need in search of a kaibo. I think that <laughs> I think that was one of the references that that Kyle pointed out That's in right. that book about Midwestern slang. That's and right. um, I think that is a specifically Des Moines slash Iowa thing, kaibo, because I had never heard that before. Specifically, Ragbri. Yeah, yeah. There is yeah. a team. Yeah, there is a, a team Kaibo that bike bicycle team. So it's pretty amazing. You can <laughs> have a team named after one of the most essential things on the ride. There, there is a mythical mascot out there called Captain Kaibo. By the oh way. yeah, he yeah. Um, superhero. He's he, got a cape. <laughs> he's not been seen very often, but every once in a while he might make an appearance. I think hey. he comes around about, about maybe once in a, once in a, you know, blue moon or something like that. So, you know, but nobody's ever seen Jim Green and Captain Kaibo in the same space. That, oh. I mean, that's never happened before. That that Conspiracy. is true. It's, might hmm. be might be a sign. Hmm. Well, interesting. Well, this is the kind of stuff that we're going to talk about on this podcast. I mean, who knows where this road is going to take us. We're going to, you know, we might get off tangent a mm-hmm. little bit. And, you know, all of a sudden you might, you know, we're talking about some event and it just kind of brings something else in mind and we might just go off on a tangent. And that's kind of like what Ragbri is. You have you have a game plan originally of let's get to the end town. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, I smell smoke. Hmm. Let's pull over. There's a pink <laughs> bus over there. Oh, my gosh, it's nine o'clock in the morning, but it's time for a pork chop. It's, it's just like that, that the way this podcast is going to work. And it... it it may get off track every once in a while, but you know what? We're going to have fun doing it. And as you mentioned, Jim Green, Greeny used to have a great saying, if we're not going to have fun, we're not going to do it. And I, I think that philosophy, when I came here as a young pup from uh, from Fort Lauderdale coming up here, I didn't know the difference between Fort Dodge and Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> I found out quickly when I looked at the bank sign that it said negative 15 that I was not in Kansas anymore, Toto. And I think the whole biking culture of Iowa is based on that philosophy. And that's really what this podcast is going to focus on, that style of riding. Does that sound good? Perfect, perfect. Sounds Sounds like where we need to be. We've we've got some great things coming up that we're going to talk about on the next episode. We're going to talk about the Ragbri Rad Announcement Party, the Iowa Bike Expo, uh, the Iowa Bike Summit, the Draft, which is a new event with People for Bikes. We've got a Fat Bike Summit coming up and also a Safe Routes Conference. So we're going to talk about a lot of those things. Mark, yeah. what, what else is on that agenda? All of it starts, you know, we got a big week starting January 19th, runs through the 21st. The 21st will kind of be the pinnacle with the Ragbri route announcement. It's where we learn our fate. You want to divulge anything right now? You uh-huh. Sure. Well, you know what? I remember one time that we Mark sick the psychic on me, oh, psychic yeah. Suzanne, <laughs> and I think her her description of the route was somewhere near a cornfield. It's, there's oh. going to be a town with a big cornfield outside. Yeah, it's like right. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I can I can tell you right now, there will likely be a town with the letter O in it. How's that? Does that narrow it oh. down a little bit? Oh, all right, all right. So. There might even be a town named after a Native American. Mm-hmm. So, town with two okay. names, maybe? Perhaps, perhaps. Perhaps. So so those are some good clues. If you <laughs> take that and kick it around, you might you might shed some light on their route. Right, right. Okay, cool. Well, we've reached the end of our first Just Go Bike podcast. We're going to try to put one of these out every week. Thanks for listening. You can find our show notes at www.justgobike.net. You can also check in on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We want some feedback. Let us know, you know, what you think of the show. If you want to put a rating in there, that's great too. Um, you're going to see lots of 
questions and answers that, that, that are generated by you, the listeners. So if you got some questions about RAGBRAI or anything else about biking in, in Iowa or outside of Iowa, let us know about it. That's all for now. Thanks for listening, and may the wind always be at your back. For more information and to subscribe to our podcast, go to justgobike.net. The Just Go Bike podcast is brought to you by the Des Moines Register, part of the USA Today Network, and is produced by Brian Powers. Thanks for listening.